So please state your name and favorite Power Query function or feature. Uh, my name is Ken Pulse, and my favorite Power Query function or feature has to be the refresh button. Welcome to Power Query Magic. So, Ken, we've known each other a few years now. We have. We, we have met a few times. We have had a few beers together. We have indeed. I've got a tricky question for you. Do you remember where we first met? And this is harsh because I only just remembered when I was dry writing, up, writing up this question. Yeah, I'm going to say that it was at the... I, I'm trying to remember the brand of hotel, but I'm thinking it was the Crown something in, um, in Melbourne, I think. Very good. Very yes. good. Yeah, I'm I think impressed. We're, I'm impressed. Were, were you a newly minted MVP at that time? I Just. was indeed. Yeah. Damn, you've got yeah. a better memory than me. I, I, this was all came flooding back to me when I was sort of scratching my head about this. Well, yeah, I, of course, you. I don't remember what the hotel was actually called because that's not my brand of hotel. But <laughs> Crown well, back in the pre-COVID pre days, you'd have been yeah. to a fair few hotels in your time. Traveling. Uh, yeah, I, I think the last uh, last count I had the last um, last year before uh, before we stopped traveling, I think I was uh, away from home for a hundred and fifty nights. I think. Wow. Yeah. So quite quite a bit. And then then COVID hit, and uh, at that point it was uh, well, I've been home for over three hundred sixty five days. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's a change. It's a change. Very much. And home is um, Vancouver Island. Uh, Vancouver Island. Yeah, a little little town called Nanaimo. So about 100,000 people here. So the, this last week I've been watching uh, season one of Alone. Are you familiar okay. with, the, with the TV show? Uh, I'm familiar with the TV show. haven't watched it myself. So they're, on, they're basically just people stranded on Vancouver Island and uh, left to survive. Yes. Um, so my impression was it's a beautiful place, man. But there's some it harsh stuff there. It's a beautiful place, but yeah, there there is some there's some harsh environments if you uh, you know if you get out of the city. I mean, we just, we like to say out here that anything outside of the city is bear country. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you've got bears, wolves, cougars. Yeah. Yeah, and you think Australia's bad with our like you know a couple of snakes and a few spiders? But... Listen, in Canada, nobody gives you a book that says here's the top ten of any specific category of animal that can kill you, right? Where you Aussies like to do that kind of stuff. For us, I mean, it's like that no, like true. you want our apex predators, we'll give you ten, but that's it. Yeah, you don't get to yeah. pick the top ten bears or the top ten, you know, whatever. <laughs> so. And have you have you always been there in Vancouver Island? Uh, I used to live on the mainland, actually, uh, in uh, one of the suburbs of Vancouver, but um, but I've been over here, yeah, for the past, jeez, uh, 20 years. Okay. So. And so here's a tough question. How would your friends and family describe what you do? Uh, well, so I actually asked my daughter this, and she says, I just tell people that you do complicated stuff with computers. And uh, I, I kind of laughed at that. And she says, because honestly, Dad, she says, if I told anybody that you work with Excel and Power BI, they wouldn't even know what those were. I'm like, oh, there you yeah, go. We'll <laughs> so, <laughs> fair enough. It's a tough question. You know, I'm, I'm in the same boat. And just as people don't really you know, it's that sort of Chandler effect from friends that no one really knows. But how do you, you explain know, what you do? How would you explain what you do to people? I, I was just actually really happy that she said complicated because that makes yeah, me feel good, right? Like, so, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I mean, when uh, when somebody asks me what I do, um, I'll, I'll, I tell people that uh, I teach people how to use Excel and Power BI properly to build advanced and refreshable solutions, as well as develop software to help people make people's lives easier and uh, and build uh, using best practices. So I, I wear lots of hats, but that's sort of the the elevator yeah, yeah. pitch line, I guess. But yeah, it is a tough one, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, uh, and it depends who you're talking to as well. I find absolutely. It's, you know, it's, it's not the sort of thing you can just drop in over the barbecue and just go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just doing this sort of thing. And yeah, it, it's Well, a, it's you a, can, but you tend to find yourself alone if you do. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah there's, a lot, there's a bit of a nod and then yeah, the conversation. And then they disappear, sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, I feel that. <laughs> um, so I, I heard you uh, the other day talk about um, your first computer being a Commodore 64. Okay. It was, yeah. Yeah. So, any favorite games from back in the day on the Commodore sixty four? Jeez, you know, I'm I'm trying to think. Like, so was it just pure programming? No. See, the Commodore sixty four was 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 my parents' computer that they bought. My mom bought it so that she could uh, could write and and publish my dad's book. Um, and then I, the first computer I bought with my own money was a Commodore 128. And, and that one, I actually got a magazine where I actually got a game and programmed the game and, and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I honestly don't really remember doing a lot of, a lot of gaming on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on that PC. That, that didn't seem to really start until we actually got like, you know, an IBM compatible clones, uh, in and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, I mean, the first the first game that I remember being uh, being absolutely infatuated with was uh, was Ultima Five. Um, okay. Is uh, is a fantastic role playing game and and whatnot, and uh, it's it sort of set the the, the genre for me. That uh, I love those kind of games, still do. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So, because um, I I was a ZX Spectrum child. That's where I started. So forty eight K and uh, some decent decent games in there, and again. A little bit of programming, not too much. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, we all sort of started somewhere with these little things. People had a bit of a, I don't know, just the interest to do it. I guess it yeah. says something about people who like this sort of computery stuff. It's funny, man. I, I remember. I mean, playing with computers. I remember when uh, when we got CGA graphics and then EGA graphics. It's like, man, we got eight colors we can use. I mean, you know, it was amazing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Compared to today, and uh, so I, yeah. I tell my kid, I'm so old, I predate color. that's it it's uh no it's it's an interesting sort of you know place to start with this sort of thing and and in in terms of then your your first like job that would have been involved with using computers programming stuff where did that all sort of start then I mean, I took a uh, in in high school. We had a a work internship program where um, where I actually went to work for a bank for a while. And I mean, they had me building uh, spreadsheets yeah. in in Lotus One Two Three. I mean, I can't say they were complicated. I would consider it more today more like data entry. But I mean, you know, it was high level spreadsheet stuff. Yeah, yeah. On, in black and orange, those are the colors. But um, you know, the my my sort of where, where I really started to get used to, or you started really working with things was uh, was when I actually got into um, a controller position. I mean that's when you know the spreadsheet became sort of a a really integral part of everything you did, and it wasn't something that you went to work to work with spreadsheets. It was just they were that that thing that showed up, and that's what you put everything into because it was there, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, how how that evolved turned out to be a <laughs> yeah an interesting life, isn't it? But yeah, and was there anybody? Sort of, you know, where, how did you how did you learn 
no no courses or what was the no no so self-taught i mean um i i've always been you know computers have been around right i mean uh i guess I'd say we're the first generation where computers actually sort of were, were hitting in our our teens and, and became um sort of synonymous with what we did and we're just you know part of of the, the place we were at um you know when i started in uh in working as a controller at uh, actually an orchid greenhouse i mean you know i took the job as the accountant and system administrator not really knowing anything about systems um but the only job requirement that they sort of gave me at the time was do you like computers and will you actually work with our it person that we bring in on occasion i'm like i love computers sure why not and yes mm-hmm. i'll work with the it person um, beyond that, I mean, you know, as I say, I mean, it's always been a, a learn-on-the-job sort of thing. Um, I never had a teacher for, for this stuff. I mean, you picked up from the different consultants and, and people that you talked to. And uh, spreadsheet-wise, um, you know, the Excel was one of those things that you, you pick up and you think you're really good until you meet somebody that knows more than you are, and you pick up a couple of tricks from them, and that sort of cycle continues. Yeah. Uh, but the big part was when, you know, we finally had someone who programmed a macro and sent it to us, and I uh, I ended up having to, to learn and maintain that. And um, that was the, the real sort of part where I actually re- like really fell in love with Excel because, man, you know, that was the part where you finally figured out how to make the program work for you rather than the other way around. And uh, it, it, yeah, changed everything, just yeah. everything. But, I think that, in, that inheriting other people's files and work and having to learn how they work is a, you know, just indispensable way of learning. Having, having a need just trying to learn stuff for the sake of learning stuff. I'm not so good with that. I don't know what you're no, like in terms and, of reading books and stuff just for the technical part of it. It's more... The, and same. I mean, it, for me, it's all about having that practical use case scenario. And, uh, you know, in, in the case of where you're, you're given something that is way over your head and it's like, okay, this is yours now. And then it breaks three days later and you go, uh, can I call you? Nope, my number is going to be disconnected. I don't want to hear about it ever again. So you got to figure yeah. it out. Well, you know, there's no there's no better motivator than that, right? And uh, and then when you start to actually hit those little successes where you actually figure things out, I mean, for me, that's enough. It's like, oh wow, this is amazing. Let's just keep going. Let's see what we can do with this and uh, and whatnot. So, do you think there's this sort of drive to actually to do something in a better way? You know, do you you get you you sit, sit there and you think there's got to be a better way to do this? And you then actually go and do something about it? I think it depends, right? Uh, it depends on the person and it depends on the scenario. Uh, it depends on how much time you have um, and how much time it's costing you and, and different things like that, too. Yeah. Um, you know, for so yeah, it's, it's our favorite answer for everything. It depends. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for me, the, the, the real catalyst that sort of drew me into this was, was when we had our, uh, our staff cut that, you know, came in 33% overnight and, you know, we're going to tighten your deadlines, give you more work to do and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, the only way through that was to start, you know, really investing in, in automation. And uh, when I say investing in automation, I mean, I'd been playing around with VBA at the time and thought, hey, this language looks like it might be useful. I better go in and throw myself at it. And uh, my boss, Jim, uh, he, he was like, look, go for it. Give it, give it a shot because we, you know, we don't know what else we can do here. And so, I mean, that was, you know, necessity being the mother of invention. I mean, you, you sit there, yeah. you record, and you're, you're trying to hack things away. You're posting in forums, trying to get an answer. And, um, you know, every – the challenge with that one is it was a real big onboard to try and learn VBA in, in short course. And, I mean, I would say within a month I got, you know, halfway competent, and within two months I was competent, and, you know, within five years I was, you know, I mean – I don't want to say expert, but certainly uh, have pretty good command and and uh, and pretty happy with the way that it's working. But I mean, I was almost programming full time from no experience at the time. I mean, it was a it was a 
it was a rough rough onboard but but boy oh boy i mean after you get into that i mean i managed to save myself enough time like you dedicate enough time but then save yourself enough time in it that i was able to go back after that and say yeah now i do want to push it forward how can i make it better i hacked it but can i make this more maintainable yeah. and and whatnot and, and i've always been driven that way to try and push things to make them bigger and better um it, it's a funny thing when i don't know about you but i find that the times that i do my best developing is when i have too much stuff on my plate okay i don't know so why you know, and I always joke with somebody when they give me a, a something and I'm like, oh, I'm going to build that feature now. I should totally be working on something else, but this is just oh, getting yeah. me right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, yeah. and you just, some, sometimes, and there is that trade-off between, I think you touched on it, around the time it takes you to do something manually because you just can get it done and the time it takes to explore, to learn a better way of doing something because you know it's going to save you time next time and the time after. And the time after that? Say, you know you're a programmer when you spend 40 <laughs> hours programming something to save yourself five minutes. Yeah, right? exactly. But it's all about when that five minutes happens. It's important in the, in the equation. So Totally. And, and if you look back at some of your uh, early day macros, um, would you uh, laugh at yourself, do you think? Oh, I definitely would have. Would you curse yourself? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely. <laughs> no, I, would, I wouldn't curse myself, but I definitely, I mean, I, I love it. I look at it this way. I mean, if you, if you look back at code that you wrote two years ago and you look at it and you don't see something that you could do better, that means you stopped learning. Yeah. Right? Because we can always be learning more on this stuff. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I look back at, at code that I wrote, and I still have some samples from, from when I first started. And, I mean, you look back at it, and it's, it's laughable. It's like, wow, okay, yeah, you, you recorded this, and you tweaked this tiny little bit here, and you know, I'm just surprised that that didn't blow up, right? <laughs> um, and then, but then at the same time, I mean, there's now times when I, I'll go and I'll crack back into some code, and you look at it, and you go, how the hell did I ever come up with that solution? That's brilliant. And that, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that makes you happy, right? When you look back and you go, you were in the zone and you've forgotten how you did it, but you go, wow, that's cool, right? Or it's still yeah. working after five years without being touched. I mean, that's when you feel successful. And, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's a nice feeling on, on some of those things. Yeah, yeah. But at that point you go, damn, I wish I documented this better. <laughs> Well, that's why I always tell people, learn to read the code, right? Because yeah. <laughs> so, I, I will say that um, when I first started writing, I had so many code comments in my stuff. And then you go back and you look at it later and go, well, those aren't accurate anymore. I guess you changed the code and didn't uh, yeah, update the comments, yeah. right? And that's <laughs> yeah. a, a danger thing. I, I still like point. to comment my code a lot. But, um, but yeah, being able to read it and figure out if it's actually the same, if the same story is, is an important part. Yeah. So, so where, did, where did Power Query come into this then? Where, where was your first hit of Power Query, and how did you come across it? Um, well, Power Query showed up on my radar when uh, in an MVP summit. Um, so we were sitting at Microsoft, and they uh, they brought this thing out and tried it out and said, look, we want to play around with this thing. Uh, it was still under a code name at that point. Uh, back in the day, I think it was called the Data Explorer. Um, so I got my hands on a, a sample of that, and it's, it's actually kind of a funny story. I got my hands on a sample of it, and I played around with it, and I thought, you know, this is, uh, this is interesting and, and whatnot. But... Um, I ended up actually having a meeting with uh, with Miguel Opus, who is the, the guy with with Power Query that runs all the stuff, um, who, who you obviously know as well. And uh, I sat in a meeting with him, and, and uh, I literally told him that I thought that he was building a terrible replacement for SQL Server Management Studio. Okay. So those were my words. And, wow. uh, and he kind of looked at me a little bit confused, and he said, Ken, we're trying to build a software so that business intelligence analysts don't have to use SQL Server Management Studio, they can just do the transformations without getting into that software. 
And uh, I say at that point, I went, oh, well, that changes everything. Okay, now I get it. <laughs> I, I actually had, it, had thought it was targeted at a totally different audience. And uh, and it's interesting because I don't I don't know why um, why I, I hit that hurdle, but I mean I'd been spending a lot of time in, in SSMS at that point right. in time trying to do some database stuff and whatnot, and you know there were some things that for me were still easier in SSMS than they were in Power Query. Uh, I installed SSMS today to go and do some management stuff, and I'm like. Damn, I wish this was as easy as Power Query. So, like, you know, it's <laughs> it's funny. I mean, it's come full circle, right? Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, I'd, I'd say. I mean, once I got my hands on it, though, and we started to do something. I mean, the the big value prop for me was uh, where we actually found a um, a query that uh, there was a transformation that we were trying to do through SQL Server Management Studio, and we had been fighting it for about a year, and we never got close because it involved um, bringing some data in. Uh, pivoting it, making some changes, unpivoting it, making some changes, and then repivoting again into a different way. It was it was a really ugly data sample, and yeah, yeah. Um, we could never get it done through through SQL Server. Uh, my my SQL skills are just not good enough for that. Uh, once I got Power Query in front of me um, and played around with it, I think I poked it around for about 35 minutes and had it working. And and yeah. of course, it wasn't even what I was supposed to be working on that day. Um, and I mean, I remember cutting the code and emailing it to uh, to Mitchell, uh, who was on my team, and saying, "Dude, you got to paste this into the query editor and hit run and let me know what happened." And I heard from down the hallway the, "Holy crap!" And I went, "Okay, this is amazing, right?" And and from that point, it, it sort of was just, "What can't this thing do?" So I mean, we really dove into it in a big way, and it's just been an indispensable tool for what we needed to do yeah can you can you sort of i I can't picture a you know life without it looking back now you know what what on earth do we do beforehand a lot more vba i can i can pick i can picture life without it when i bear many scars so yeah it's a hard memory to forget (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i i can't imagine trying to do the stuff that we do today anymore without using it i mean you know it's uh, there, there's so many things that, you know, I, I know a lot of people would just reach out to regular old Excel and go and do this manually. And I'm like, no, you know what? I can actually do this faster through Power Query, even if the load time is a little bit slower sometimes. Um, just the, 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 the robustness and richness of the transformation stack that we have inside is, is really, really useful to do all kinds of incredible things. So, And so where, in terms of its, its use in the, out in the wild, have you got any sort of scenarios where it's had a, you know, a significant impact somewhere or... You know, is there one case or is it just a broad range of, you know, impactful little incremental bits everywhere? Uh, yes and yes and yes. I mean, like, you know, it, it's, it's got all kinds of things, right? I mean, um, we, we run into, uh, I, I mean, I remember being at a, a conference in Australia where we had uh, one lady that came up to us and said that uh, she was looking for some, for some help with some stuff. And uh, I, I was actually coming back to the table. I, I didn't even get there. And it took, I think, about 30 seconds for one of my colleagues to solve her problem. And that was because he was explaining what he did as he went along. And um, when he, he went and hit the load button and it loaded the information, she, she looked at it and she said, oh, and we said, well, what do you mean? And she says, I said, like, she says, that's exactly what I needed. I said, oh, okay. And I said, so she says, that was it? Like, it, it, it took 30 seconds? And we're like, yeah, how are you feeling right now? She said, I'm really trying to figure out if I'm happy or, or angry because I've been giving up six hours of my family time every Sunday to do that job, right? I mean, you know, yeah, so, yeah. so there's someone who's got a, a quality of life enhancement. I mean, you know, and six hours a week is, is, I mean, a fair amount, right? Um, I had a client in uh, in London, England, who 
um, they managed to uh, to do some work with some with Power Query and managed to save one of their analysts uh, a full day per week on on something you know 52 days a year. Yeah. Uh, her boss was was just absolutely thrilled because now it meant that he could actually use her for what he hired her for instead of pushing data around and and you know doing work. Um, I actually had another. Uh, I got an email out of the blue one day from somebody who had read uh, is for Data Monkey and said, "Look, I just want to let you know that uh, you know I work in a in a specific industry on in Eastern Canada. Um, it's, it's the liquor industry, and there were some regulations that came in from uh, one of the government departments about what they had to do to report back to the the province." And they figured that it would take them a full-time person that they would have to hire in order to be able to do this reporting. It, like, not not a small thing to to go and put on a small business. And um, this fellow said, "Look, you know, I jumped on Power Query. I, I started uh, working around with this thing, and I've actually got it to the point now where it takes, uh, you know, I, I got to hit the refresh button, and it takes about five minutes to do its reload." So they managed to save themselves a full-time position, basically, um, that they didn't have to hire in order to do that. I mean, you look at that and go, wow. I mean, now you've got competitive advantage versus the other players yeah. in your industry. I mean, it's, you know, it, it runs the gamuts from five-minute savings here a couple times a week to, you know, to a position a month. I mean, like, it's, it's crazy how flexible it is. But I would say on average when we talk to people and ask them what their time savings is from people that have really embraced Power Query, four to six hours a week of time savings is – the norm and that's yeah. amazing right i mean yeah just incredible i'd I'd, I'd, uh, I'd agree with that from our experience as well yeah it is so so why why do only i don't know give me a percentage of people that know about it what's awareness oh. percentage of uh, let's let's say excel users that would really benefit from it okay because excel users are a broad range we've got people who keep shopping lists who will have no need for power query versus people building crazy big financial models for institutes. So let's say people who would benefit from Power Query, what percentage of users know about it, that it exists at all? Uh, I'd say probably 10% of people yeah. who could leverage it would know about it. And um, of those, probably 10% are actually trying. And of those, 10% have been successful. I mean, yeah. you know, having said that, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I don't want to uh, to denigrate the the success to to onboard ratio because I think that once you actually get inside, the, the biggest thing is as long as you're not afraid of clicking a button, as long as you know that you can actually roll back your step by clicking an X somewhere. Uh, what I what I always encourage people to do is if you see a button in Power Query, you click it to find out what it does because you can't break anything, right? Yeah, yeah. You can always undo it. But you know the the challenge is is you know they, you've got to get past that sort of first hurdle of well I get into this new window and how does how do the pieces work together I mean honestly you need a, a if you're a do-it-yourselfer you need a 15-minute lesson right yeah. if you want to get really good with it well you could spend a lot more time learning right but but the nice part about it is that it is a, a program that I think is conducive to those people who are self-starters and do want to just experiment. Um, to, to really get sort of going and, and playing around with things uh, quickly along the way. Um, having said that, if you want to get really good with it, I mean, we always advocate that you take a course, right? I mean, that's just the, the way it goes because we can show you all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, so. and is that sort of, in terms of lessons or advice for for newcomers who, who do want to find out more about it? You know, this the, there's so much good content out there, just, you know, that people blog, YouTube videos, etc. There's... There's training courses, but have you got any sort of specific advice about what people should start with, or is it just start clicking and 
Um, again, it depends on the person, right? I mean, uh, you know, we we have a site at skillwave.training, which uh, which has the uh, the Power Query Academy. I mean, it's the, it's the most uh, complete um, and comprehensive Power Query course, uh, I believe, in the world, and that's our, our intention is to keep it that way. So whether you've never worked with it or whether you have worked with Power Query a lot, um, we believe that you will learn a ton in, in what we have there. So if you're interested in taking a big course on it, then that would be the place to go. And, um, you know, we, uh, we, we work really hard to keep that up to date and keep on new stuff going into it. Um, I'm also aware that that's not for everybody, right? I mean, you know, for yeah. me, I'm a, uh, I'm a person that, that likes to just jump in with no documentation and see what happens when you click a button. I mean, I've only accidentally formatted a server once in the middle of the workday. But um, <laughs> I'm actually not even joking. But, um, but uh, you know, the, the nice thing with, with Power Query is that, you know, you don't have to run that risk of taking the organization down <laughs> like I did. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it allows you to sort of play around with those. But you know, there, there's two ways, in, in my opinion, of learning. I mean, number one is that you can go in there and you can do it yourself the hard way. I mean, that's that's learning the, the hard knocks route. Um, that's my preferred one because the lessons for me stick better. Um, but having said that, I mean, we develop training so that people don't have to go through and, and get beaten up throughout their entire yeah. life, and they can actually get onboarded quickly, and we can share our pain to, to help people get, you know, moving, uh, you know, faster. But, yeah, I mean, there's lots, of, there's lots of great blogs out there, lots of great YouTube videos. I mean, um, the benefits of uh, of those, or you can grab bite-sized pieces of stuff that maybe don't go together just to get inspired by things. The benefits of a course is that you get a curriculum that you can work through that actually sort of, you know, layers it on a little bit at a time so that you don't get hit with something that's way up here when you're, you know, you're still getting started, right? So yeah, yeah. All depends on um, learning styles. Um, so let's let's talk about the book. Where Where did the M is for Data Monkey book come from so you know you're sitting there you're playing about with this stuff you think it's awesome write a book you know <laughs> what's what's the story uh so that is uh that's a, that's a funny story too that that's um i'm yeah i'm playing around with power query i'm i'm having a good time with it and whatever else and then i get this email out of the blue from miguel escobar saying hey dude um want to write a book and i'm like okay Sure. What the heck? Let's let's do it. Um, and actually, I think that was my first introduction to Miguel. Um, was was an email from him saying I want to write a book. And uh, Bill uh, Jellen said you should write with Ken. You guys should go talk to each other. So that's that's sort of how we met, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and which is funny because I mean it's turned into a, a real good working relationship. With uh, you know, we've been working together on a lot of stuff for for a long time. Um, so, you know, we, we got into it and, uh, and we started writing and, the, or, or we started to sort of flesh out our outline. And I think we came up with a title first. I mean, that's where the, the M is for data monkey. Uh, data monkey is, is, was a uh, derogatory term for somebody that works with data all the time. I've always liked to sort of grab some of those things and try and embrace it. I mean, I remember yeah, when yeah. I wore the title of geek, even when it wasn't cool. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> we can do the same with data monkey, darn it. Um, and, uh, we just, I don't know. We 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 crafted the title and we really enjoyed it. I mean, this was this was going to be a book about using this stuff. And um, when we started scoping it, uh, that's when we realized that you know it didn't actually make sense to write a book on M. Uh, what it made sense to do was write a book on how to use Power Query. And um, but so just for people was, just for people listening, then what's yeah. your distinction between the two? Uh, M versus Power Query. Yeah. Um, well, so M is the programming language that Power Query uses to do everything. When you click buttons in Power Query, it writes M code, 
the most Googleable letter ever. Um, it writes M code behind the scenes in order to actually do what you're doing. So basically, you're clicking buttons, you're essentially writing macros behind the scenes in this language called M. But the beautiful thing about Power Query is that the engineers have done such a phenomenal job on it that, to be honest with you, 99.9% .9 of people that use Power Query will never, probably should never, actually look at the underlying M code. You don't need to because they've done so much other stuff. Yeah. So when we first started this, we were kind of going like M, well, that's the programming language. You know, it's for DataMonkey. That's kind of fun and whatever else. And we liked the title so much that when we started actually changing the focus and to be a book on how to use Power Query, we just couldn't get rid of the title. We, we kept it. So um, mm. having said that, it's a terrible title for searching. <laughs> Right? Okay. Like, why would you buy that book? So, uh, so the next edition, yeah. when it comes out, will be called Master Your Data for Excel and Power BI. Um, but it, we'll we'll still have M is for Data Monkey down in the uh, in the subtext down the bottom, formerly known as right. So, because right. um, we are proud of it, we do we do yeah, love yeah. the monkey. So, absolutely. And do you think there's, you know, there's there's the question's been asked recently um, around why Power Query isn't as well known as DAX. Um, so I guess that there's a there's a I don't know what's your what's your view on that. I've got some thoughts about just the fact that Power Query is just clicking buttons, and then some of the most popular books don't even have Power Query in the title. Not not saying anything then. <laughs> well, I mean, and there's there's uh, there's an interesting play that Microsoft made on this one. So let's start with the obvious one though first. Um, Power Pivot was released in 2010. Uh, Power Query was first released in 2014. So it's four years younger. Okay, so four years you know of time that uh, that it hasn't uh, had its name out there. Um, and then, and then we ran into this problem, right? Because when Microsoft first released it, they released it as Power Query, and it was actually a Power Query tab on the ribbon. So it was, yeah. you know, versus Power Pivot. So there was a couple of, of Power things there to incite the or um, to to entice the people who, you know, are Power users. Uh, but there was some discussion that that was maybe also alienating some people because Power is scary, which is I'm not something that I buy into. But hey, whatever. Um, the, the next thing that happened was Microsoft decided to go and say, hey, look, this is such an important thing. We'll, we'll roll it into the product as of Excel 2016, and we're going to put it on, this, uh, on a button here. And I can't even remember what the first iteration of the button was called. Um, but what yeah, was it? New Query, I think it was. Yes, New Query. Yes. So, so there was some confusion around that. Well, then it moved, and then it became Get Data. And then it, they put a group name under the bottom. They didn't name the group Power Query. They called it Get and Transform. And then they started to remove the brand Power Query from everywhere within the software. So even when you went into the Power Query Editor, it became something else, Query Editor. And, and, and the rem so it, it was uh, in what I would call debranded. And that was a, a big challenge, I, in my opinion. And it's something that yeah. um, I know there was a, a few of us running around with torches and pitchforks trying to get that changed. Uh, and it did get changed. It's it's now got back. At least when you open the Power Query Editor, it does say Power Query Editor on it. Um, and I, I don't have any issue with the Get Data button. I think that makes sense. But I, I do wish that the group name said Power Query, not Get and Transform. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I think that was a big issue. So it, it's almost like I've always said with Microsoft that one of the the, the things that I never understood with them is that they built this incredible language called VBA and then quietly tried not to tell anybody about it. And I feel that it was the same thing with Power Query. And yet I know they really want people to use it, but they basically did everything they could to debrand it when it got in the product. And it just, it made no sense to me. And I mean, I argued about it a long time and I mean, I know that they're trying to raise the profile of it. So yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully it's, it's coming back, but still, 
one of the biggest challenges that I have with it is, I mean, try and, and find, if you're a new user, what should you search for in order to get help? You don't know yes. the language is called M. You don't know the product's called Power Query. You search for Excel. If you search for Macro, you're going to find VBA, not Power Query. So there, that, I think that's a big issue in the discoverability aspect of, of what's there. Yeah, so. I, I'd agree with that. Um, and just, the, just, I think as well, for me, the the re, for me the, the the DAX getting all the focus is that DAX is just much harder to get started. So therefore, there's more people searching for that. More people need assistance with it. Power Query is such a beautiful thing because they're just buttons for virtually everything. As you said, you may not even need to get into the M code. Yep. Um, we're bringing two worlds of people together with all this Power Query, Power Pivot, Power BI world. You've got the the accountant Excel user world, engineers, operational people, and then you've got the database admin world who are coming from a place where they've probably built a view in a SQL database and they're just going get data, pull it in, and then write some DAX. They don't even click a yep, button on Power Query. So I just think there's more demand for the for this the knowledge of of DAX because you hit a wall pretty quick. Whereas Power Query, you know, if you if you've learned what the buttons do and you learn some of the techniques, it's much easier, I think, to learn incrementally. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it may not be efficient, but you can generally get the job done, right? Yeah. Where I know with, with DAX, I mean, you're right. I mean, trying to debug a DAX statement if you're a new user is, is it's a world of hurt. It, yeah. You definitely need to have some knowledge behind the scenes and, and whatnot. Um, but but I mean you know make no mistake though I mean I think that the profile and just the uh, the visibility of the of the pieces is also a, a real big um, a real big distinguishment in that that kind of scenario and you know as we go back and we actually talk about you know what's the what's the percentage of users who have even heard of Power Query and then much less have actually tried to go with it I mean you know why aren't we getting the questions well if they're not using the tool you're not going to get the questions right so yeah. you know so that's a, a, yeah. a big a big piece there as well. So, uh, so we digress slightly from the book there. I just want to come back to that. So how, <laughs> how do you write a book with someone else? How do you, so you and Miguel both, you know, wrote you, it together. Uh, you, what? Well, the first thing you do is you bust out Excel and, uh, and then you make yourself an outline of what you actually want to put in the book. Um, you know what, the, the hard part of building one of these things out is uh, is really coming down and saying, okay, so you need to generate an outline of, of what you need, what what's the progression of the thing going to be, and, and whatnot. And then um, the the most complicated part to me of the whole deal is being able to, once you have your outline, is being able to come up with data sets and samples that actually exhibit um, in a progressive and linear fashion how you're going to actually teach the material because you can't start off with something that's at a you know level nine of difficulty when you need to start with level one. Um, so coming up with those data sets is, is actually really difficult. Um, once you've got that done, then you know basically uh, you use everybody's favorite uh, Excel add-in uh, Word um, to actually write the uh, the documentation itself, and you basically cut it up one chapter at a time, and you you go in there and you deal with it. Once you've got it written, you send it off to your uh, to your partner to go and uh, and do the the proofing on it, and then it goes into the the publication chain for all the copy editing and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's not hard. Um, it's time consuming. It's not it's not easy. It's definitely time consuming. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I would necessarily go and advocate um, writing books as a career choice unless you really, really love it. Um, yeah. Because it's uh, I mean, I'll tell you the um, the 
writing this thing, I mean, um, I've put a month into uh, into working on the uh, the second edition, a month solid, a full time month um, of working on the second edition, and uh, and boy oh boy, I mean, I'm I'm halfway as far as I want it to be, right? I mean, it's it's a yeah. huge endeavor because when you're doing this, you really want to do it right as well. I mean, that's the the tricky part with it. But um, you know, the good news is for because I know this question always comes up is um, we are actually working on the second edition it is live and it is going and uh, and we're uh, we're making good progress but uh, it's definitely Excellent. slower than we'd like so yeah i knew that would that would come up if i didn't actually tell you so <laughs> <laughs> totally so what are you what, what's keeping you busy these days um What's keeping me busy? Uh, well, writing a book, that'd be one. Uh, um, you know, I'm keeping busy with, uh, with our SkillWave project. Um, you know, we, uh, I run some, I mean, not only the Power Query Academy there, I've got a self-service BI boot camp that I run there, which has, uh, has live coaching that goes along with the, uh, with the prescribed uh, material there. So I've got a, a session tomorrow morning for meeting with all of my, uh, my students for Q&A. So that, that is uh, taking me some time. Um, I'm also uh, the owner, author of, uh, of Monkey Tools, uh, which is an Excel add-in to, uh, to help make, um, make people's lives easier when they're actually building data models. We do things like reviewing uh, or, or giving you an interface to work with your Power Query code. If you do like M that doesn't lock your Excel interface out uh, like Power Queries does, um, we do all kinds of things like injecting queries into your workbook for you uh, for calendar tables and, uh, and other things as well. Uh, we even write some DAX and uh, do some modeling stuff as well. So we're, we're trying to help people build and audit um, business intelligence models there. So uh, myself and, uh, and my programmer, Abdullah, are working very hard on that. And, uh, and we're, we're pretty pleased, actually, with what we've been able to put out within the last uh, 12 months. There's all kinds of things. It's grown up to be a, a huge software product. So... Um, so, and that, and that mean, then is a, that's then a potentially a you know a never-ending tweak. There's always going to be things you come across and go, oh, I could just do that yeah. and add this. And remember how I said there's things that I probably shouldn't be working on that I do work on. I, I mean, I got one of those. One of my uh, one of my friends sent me a thing the other day saying, hey, um, would you, have you ever thought about doing this? And uh, you know, next thing you know, I'm like, I pushed him back at beta build and said, can you try this? He's like, you're insane. <laughs> like, yeah, well. <laughs> It was a good idea. I thought, what the heck? Let's do it, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no. So I mean, that that keeps us busy. So I mean, I, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to juggle, um, trying to juggle a lot of hats, right? I mean, and uh, you know, it's 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 running a business. It's um, it, uh, that you know is because we we still run Excel Guru uh, for for our training business, although we're not yeah. traveling and, and training um, as uh, under the COVID uh, world here, but. Uh, we're putting a lot of effort into SkillWave, trying to get that book written, uh, working on software. So there's there's a lot of things that we're uh, we're balancing off as we uh, as we're working these days, for sure. Are you are you good at staying focused on something, or do you get distracted? An email pops up with a, some sort of question from somewhere, or somebody's replied to a blog, and you go, "I know I shouldn't answer that right now, but I really want to." Can you hang on a second? I'm just answering an email over here. <laughs> um, no, I I mean, I. The answer is it, de it depends, right? <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly good about being focused on something when I've got a deadline. Uh, if the deadline's a little bit looser, a little bit further away, then, uh, then at that point in time, I can get distracted by, by things fairly easily. Uh, you know, typically, um, I don't know, as I say, I, I, f I find that the most inspiring time for me is when I'm unfortunately overloaded with work, and that's when I do my best programming. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I mean, there's, there's definitely stuff that, uh, that, you know, we focus and we just hammer out and get it done. So, you know, yeah. it, it depends. And I'm, I'm pretty sure most people are, are in a similar boat with that. So. 
I, I want to jump back something just sort of that you mentioned quite right back at the beginning. You just dropped into the conversation that your dad wrote a book. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was the, what was the topic <laughs> of that? So it runs in the family. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, actually, it runs further back than that. My uh, my grandmother okay. also wrote a book. Oh wow! Um, okay. So so my my grandmother and actually this is kind of funny actually. So just think of a tie-in on this one, right? So um, my grandmother actually wrote a book on uh, on the the textiles of the Kuna Indians of Panama. Okay. So where's Miguel based? Yeah, yeah. In Panama, Panama right? Like, I mean, what a what a weird like kind of thing to sort of come together. So, um, so so she was the uh, the first, I guess, author of the of the family, and then um, and my dad uh, actually was a uh, was a toxicologist. Um, so he, I, I'm going to make this real simple. Uh, he used to analyze blood and serum samples to figure out whether an animal um, died due to toxic or deficient levels of those things in their blood. Okay. Uh, and he was he was the world's leading expert in his field. So he uh, he wrote a um, he actually wrote a series of three books. Um, the first one is the actual text of results, and the next two were uh, were actually sorry. The first one was the was the mineral levels, and the second edition was, or second publication was actually the bibliographies, which was twice as thick as the original book and outsold. Yeah. Uh, science people are crazy, right? The, the bibliographies <laughs> outsold the original text. Seriously. And then the third one was on vitamin levels, and that one actually the bibliography was within the same book. So so he wrote he wrote his three books there, um, and then my my first book was actually uh, Ribbon X um, on how to customize the Office uh, 2007 rib Ribbon Interface. Oh. And that was the part where I got to say that I have proudly become the third generation author of Bedtime Reading for Insomniacs. Um, and once, uh, once we, uh, sorry, Dad, um, once we got past that one, uh, that's where I, I, uh, we got in, involved with, uh, with Emmons for Data Monkey. And, uh, you know, it's funny, the... Um, the uh, the Ribbon X book is is absolutely massive and uh, and yeah, I mean it's a great resource but it's it's a tough read um, for somebody who's not uh, not big into that that sort of area where uh, Power Query uh, the MS for Data Monkey is a much shorter book but I, I find much more impactful for people and uh, and something that we're we're super super proud of so yeah, so, yeah lots of writing oh, interesting <laughs> and I'm I'm yeah I'm chomping at the bit for the uh, for the new release book of uh, yours so yeah you know, I, I hear that a lot <laughs> that, <laughs> that book you know that book and, and Rob Colley's book you know that they, they're where I started and you know it's it's just it all helped and all pushed things towards where they are today so you know the, the more people I can recommend that book to and if it's got an updated version then I'll just be recommending it wholeheartedly cool thanks appreciate that no worries all right so coming towards the end of the interview I've got my little section now called Five Impossible Questions. See uh -oh. what I did there? See what I did yeah, there? Yeah, yes, I, I, I got that. That's, that's, that's tricky. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, if you get any right, I will be mightily impressed because I had to look up all of these and they are ridiculously niche questions that you will not know the answer to. Okay, so just bear that in mind. Great. You may know. Okay. <laughs> okay. And these are unfair. I realize that. So, if you type in equals hash shared in your formula bar in Power Query, you get a list of functions that show up. But how many show up? How many rows does hash shared? I'll give you to within the nearest 20. The answer is actually it depends. It's not consistent because there's oh. actually a, there's a section on the top where it actually goes and enumerates your queries and uh, that you've actually created yourself. So um, I'm oh, going to give you the short answer on this answer. one, man. 
I don't actually care how many show up. Because <laughs> so, if guess. I'm going to read, if I'm going to read documentation, I'm actually going to the M documentation site instead of using that anyway. <laughs> I think you get a bonus point just for <laughs> just for that just for that bit of knowledge. Okay, so the the answer is seven hundred ninety five for those people who do care, plus whatever ones you've done yourself. So there we but go. Doesn't 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 that actually go in and change though, depending on the version that you get? Because if they add a new one, oh, that probably. I mean, you know, probably I'm doing as of today on my computer. <laughs> Okay, is there a function called list.removeMatchingItems? No. The answer is yes. Oh, well, there got you in, go. Got it. I, See, I, I looked at the old documentation. <laughs> on my version, as of today. Uh, is there go. a smiley face on the Power Query Editor window in Excel? Am I allowed to look? No. <laughs> See, that, that also is an unfair question because I think the answer to that one, does that not depend on whether or not you're on the Insider channel? No, this is on both, I checked. Is so it? my okay. semi and, 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 yes, and insight. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Good answer. Is there a smiley face on the Power Query Editor window in Power BI? I would think no. No, there's not. Good answer. Well, mm -hmm. so and you then used up last... all the yellow for the uh, yeah. for the, of the application. <laughs> and then final question: Name a difference between the the Home tab, so Power Query Home tab. A difference between the one in Excel and the one in Power BI, apart from the smiley face. Okay. In any difference, if you had a screenshot of the Power Query Excel home tab and the Power BI home tab, what's different? I'm trying to think any? where the uh, where the Run Diagnostics button is in Power BI. Is that on the home tab? No. No. Um, there is one obvious one. You, know, you will you know kick what? yourself. There's there, there's, uh, there's an, um, I believe there's a, uh, an uh, AI component that's on that ribbon. Uh, I don't know actually uh, what the heck it's actually called because I spend most it's, of my time in Excel. Um, but yeah. It is called AI there. Insights. Excellent, oh, Ken. Excellent. <laughs> had most of it. Had the first part. <laughs> the, uh, the other more obvious one is Excel says close and load, whereas Power BI says apply. close and apply. That was, yes. the, that was the other There you one. go. There Excellent, you. though. Okay, so crystal ball time. What would you like to see in the future for Power Query? Is there anything on Excel user voice or Power BI or ideas.powerbi.com that you'd want people to vote for? Uh, so there, there's one that I would like to see in Excel that relates to Power Query. Uh, I, I mean, I've got a few, obviously, but there's one specifically that uh, in Excel that relates to Power Query. It's not actually specifically a Power Query function, but it sets you up for failure in your Power Query if you don't have it. And that is, we need the ability to change the table name when you create a table so that you can set it right away um, in the dialog when you're creating the table name. Because the challenge is, if you use your get data from table, it sets it all up through Power Query as table one. And then if you go and rename your table, it blows everything up. So that really needs to be changed in Excel. Um, something we've been asking for for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And I'll put a link in the uh, descriptions for the user voice idea for people to click on and go and vote for that one. Yeah. Uh, the other one is data flows is a Power Query data source in Excel. Oh, yes. Desperately, desperately need that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've got a, I got a list of other, uh, of other yeah. uh, you know, user voice ideas that I'd love to see your votes on, but, uh, but not Power Query specific. Um, I don't think. I mean, uh, you know, I, I have to say, I mean, in, in all fairness, I mean, the, the amount of work that the Power Query team has done uh, over the past, you know, four years of, of building this thing out, I mean, they keep on adding new cool stuff to it on a regular basis. I mean, there's, there's, you know, 
there's obviously things that that uh, that I would like to see change, but um, I, I feel like I poured a lot of passion into getting the uh, the whole uh, feature about um, caching the uh, the child notes. So I haven't really yeah. been on the uh, on the warpath lately about anything else. I figured someone else's turn for a little Keep while. Keep your powder dry. Yeah, exactly. I'll get excited about something soon, and then uh, then then we'll <laughs> then we'll go crazy. But uh... <laughs> well, the stuff they're doing in the you know the whole data flow space, you know, the actual Power Query Online the graphical interactions and those sorts of things, you know, it's pretty exciting how this stuff's developing. Yeah, it'll be so. neat when we start uh, eventually seeing some of that kind of stuff flow into uh, into the uh, Power BI and Excel apps and, and whatnot yeah, for consistency. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. Okay, so before we sign off, anything else you'd like to mention? Have you got any upcoming sessions? You've mentioned your book. Is there anything else sort of? Um, you know, I've mentioned uh, Skillwave, so that'll keep um, Miguel happy because he got angry on Twitter the other day when he didn't mention Skillwave. Uh, I know, yeah. Geez, I'm like, holy smokes, um, and rightly so. I mean, I you know I should have mentioned it before, but um, you know what? Um, I, let me say that uh, probably one of the uh, the easiest ways to uh, to sort of keep in touch with the things that are going on in uh, in my world is actually to sign up for my newsletter at XLGuru.ca. Okay. Um, because uh, you know, at that point, if we uh, if we do have uh, things happening, um, then we we generally will send out a uh, send out a link to to people to let them know if we you know if we got new courses or if we're uh, we're going to be in in certain areas. Um, you know, one day uh, again, you know, eventually maybe I'll make it up to person and, uh, and and we'll put on a course or something like that together or whatever. I mean, that's where you'd hear about that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably the easiest uh, easiest place to okay. uh, to go. I will put links um, below. Yeah. Besides um, that, I mean, just, you know, watch for our user group stuff, right? I mean, you know, the Vancouver Power BI user group uh, meets uh, twice, uh, twice a month. We've got um, Excel sessions. We've got Power BI or Excel track and a Power BI track. Um, so, you know, if you're, uh, if you're not familiar with those, and I know when you also have uh, the, the Perth user group as well um, yeah, yeah. that's out there. So, I mean, they're great places to, to get some, you know, get a, a one-hour uh, look at some of the stuff that's going on from, from presentation experts on different uh, topics here related to Power Query and Power Pivot, Power BI, Excel, and, and whatnot. So. Awesome. Um, and one of the requirements for coming on to Power Query Magic is you need to leave two articles or videos or blogs. And the, the caveat is one has to be your most popular one, even if you don't like it. And the other one is your favorite. So, and I'll put links as well. So, what what ones have you picked? Uh, well, so so my uh, my most popular one, um, and and this this actually makes me sad, uh, is that uh, the most popular one that I have is uh, how to use the if function in Power, how to write the if function in Power Query, because uh, for an Excel user who comes in and says equals capital I F. Uh, the first thing that, uh, that happens oh, is you yes. get asked if you spelled if correctly. Um, it doesn't ask you if you cased it correctly. And then when you put in the opening parenthesis and put commas between things, it just messes everything up. You've got to spell it out. So um, I think I posted that uh, back in like 2014 or something like that, and it is the, still the most read article that I have, and that just... It just makes me die a little inside every time I see that. It really does. Yeah, help. It's helping. It's helping. Uh, you know, it is, but it shouldn't be, right? Oh, like, this should yeah. be so much easier. Um, and uh, as far as my favorite goes, um, I think I gave you links for uh, for these when, um, you know, yeah. my, my favorite ones that I have to say right now are actually, uh, they're on my YouTube channel, and they're, uh, they're some of the recordings that uh, that I've actually done from different meetup groups that um, where we've introduced some, uh, some features of Monkey Tools and some overviews of Monkey Tools which is the, the software that we work on. Um, I have a lot of fun in those meetups. We, we go through and we try and actually uh, share some techniques on how to do things, some things manually and then show how we can actually do it with the software uh, faster.
investors. So if you're interested in uh, in learning about those, I mean, uh, check out the links on those guys. The uh, the meetup from uh, um, from KSA or Kingdom of Saudi Arabia um, really sort of goes into an overview of a whole bunch of features. And then uh, my my most recent one actually uh, was with you, Win, on uh, looking at uh, the slowly changing dimension problem, where we actually uh, walk through what's required to build a slowly changing dimension. Spend about what 40 minutes on on all the the mechanics of how to do it manually, yeah. and then I show you how Monkey Tools does it in like two minutes. So yeah, it's, um, it's awesome. kind of a neat thing. So. And uh, yeah, I have a have a ball with those. So those those have to be my favorite, I think, right now. Perfect. But I, I reserve the right to supersede those with new favorites later on, right? We can always change the links later. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to dub this bit on the end. Ah, you know. it's all good. Or just do another interview, right? Just yeah, updated yeah, favorite list. That'll do. So, <laughs> um, so just a very last thing then. So I'm a fan of the uh, the the UK radio show Desert Island Discs. I don't know if you ever listened to any of it, but uh, sort of they put a castaway on an island, and then. It, Got to pick your eight favorite records, um, but then they give them sort of one luxury item they're allowed to take with them. So I want to strand you on an island. Um, you're allowed to take a, a luxury or any sort of item, but it has to begin with M, just in honor of Power Query. So what have you come up with? What would you want with you? So um, once again, this kind of depends, right? If it's a luxury island, I want money. But if it's not a luxury island, if we're actually like stranded oh, somewhere, money. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it works, yeah, right? Yeah. If it's a luxury island, but yeah, you know what? Nah. If, it's, if if it's a shipwreck, and, yeah, shipwreck. and like we're, we're done, okay, you know what? It'd have to be a machete. Oh, going for the practical, man. Answer. Yeah, awesome going for the practical. answer. <laughs> <laughs> right, so thank you very much for coming on uh, Power Query Magic, Ken. I'll leave links Absolutely. to everything in the uh, in the details section. Um, and uh, yes, have a have a magical day. Awesome! Thanks for having me, Win. This was a heck of a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully we get to do it again sometime. Mm-hmm.